Andre. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. I have some breaking news. Hmm. Breaking news hot off the presses. I've just opened up my DraftKings Sportsbook app. Yeah. And I've seen an additional $1.53 in my account. That's $1.53 more than I went to sleep with last night. Because 7 out of 7 on the Colorado popularity pool. Wait, I was... That hit? Oh. Oh, this just hit. Let's go. Do we know our people? Or <laughs> do we know do our we people? Know our people. Come on. Nobody, nobody knows uh, Colorado like we do. Absolutely. I mean, I prefaced it with like you have an unfair advantage because you've made this your your livelihood. So very good, very good, Ryan. That was a that was a big one for us. And I mean. That's the big news you open with. You you did it. You kept inching closer to the SGP border. You said that you had learned some things, and uh, you proved it. Money where your mouth is. All of you who had that free $10 bet, SGP hit 55 buckaroos in our account to squander on UFC. Wow, what a great treat. My only regret is that I knew CJ Crone was going to get a hit and an RBI. Mm-hmm. And my gut was really telling me that those two things were going to happen in the same swing of the bat. Um, but I didn't want to get crazy. I didn't want to get crazy. So I wanted to give out a winner. Plus 550. It probably could have been a, ba- uh, a baby beluga if I had gone with the home run. Uh, which, by the way, I think he hit two that night. Um, but I told you CJ Crone is a big Friday night boy. And, uh, well, I mean, the, the man loves a Friday night. Wow. You can just, like his name should just tell you he's a Friday night guy. Like CJ, like everyone who's named CJ lives for Friday night. Right. Right. They're, uh, they're working for the weekend. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, CJ Crone, now the uh, all time franchise record for grand slams in a season. He's doing it again. He's bringing <laughs> baseball tidbits just out of left field. Love it when you do that, Ryan. Yep, yep. That's you know that's how you know I'm really dialed. That's true. That's true. All right, so Dre. Um, yeah. This is far and away. That's <laughs> true. The worst slate I've ever seen in my life. There's well, no Olympics anymore. There's um. There's no. There's not even like a Hall of Fame game to bet on. There's. Nothing out there other than baseball. And we don't even get the Rockies, which everyone knows that's the only baseball team I bet on. Five games. Yeah, I'm usually heavy on NL West uh, teams, and I've only got one in action today. It's uh, it's the poopiest of the poopies. But, Ryan, this is definitely not the worst you've seen in your life. You've forgotten that we started this show with, like, months of kbo and ufc and dude i feel more confident betting on the lg twins than on the minnesota twins okay so see now and i preface this in the tweet to follow this podcast that you know the the story of the nvr bets is the story of humanity and when when faced with the most uh the hardest circumstances no scraps of food in a in a famine type situation as we are on this lazy monday slate it's when we pull our best out um, so I really, I'm, I'm confident this will be a good one. I've even got bonus baseball picks for you. So let's go to that so, big three. 
let's go to oh, Dre's oh. big three because he's the only one who's given out picks that can win or lose today. We'll get to mine in a second here. Exactly. Um, so for starters, you have the daily specials. You can only get in those before all the before the first MLB game starts. So you're in the MLB section, daily specials. The combined totals of the five games we have today, Ryan, are 46 runs. This is set at 47 and a half. I assume because if it was set at a fair exact 46, when it's a 50-50 proposition, we're always going to go with the over because the over is funner. But, uh, you know, three of the pitchers in action today, under three ERA, four with a four ERA under, three of the top 16 K per nine leaders. I think the the strong pitchers on this slate um, and some kind of like the the highest scoring game would be the Yankees Royals. Those are two teams that start off really slow. If you look at their first inning totals, I think this is going to do good. I might just put my MLB uh, profi boost that I just got on that bad boy. Um, and at first, Ryan, I uh, I steered too far from home. I had Miami Marlins run line. And uh, White Sox run line, so a little dog and uh, dog and fave run line split. And then I said, no, 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 that is not the play here. Great matchup here with the Marlins against SAP. The Saps are supposed to be the San Diego Padres. Something got lost in translation on the D becoming an A. That's okay. I'm happy to call them the Saps from here on out. They're going to throw out a nerfy. We've got two extraordinary pitchers here. Um, and it's in that sandbox in San Diego. So it should be nice and easy nerfy here. And then the White Sox are absolutely going to destroy the Minnesota um, Twins. The Twins have completely given up. Um, Who are the White Soxes? The the White Sox. Oh, I yeah, know, but he's doing that on the end. Yeah, um, it's true. The White Sox are always juicy on the Yerfi, and then they don't get us. But today, I think they will. Uh, last three games, the leaders in the majors for 2.3 runs per game on the Yerf. And again, Twins, just horrendous pitcher. Uh, I think he's rocking a 10 ERA. So I'm feeling real good about that Yerfi of the day. Dre, uh, before the show, I told you about uh, Hacky Sackman down yes, here in yes. the parking lot below me. Yes. I'm giving you um over under on 12 hits on his next round here. What are you taking? Oh man. Well, without having seen him and merely going off the compliments you were bestowing on his performance earlier. Quick, you got to go before I'll he go drops. Over, the over, over. All right, here we go. I'm going to count it out for us. Uh over under 11 and a half. One, two, three, four. Oh my god. He, he screwed it up after three. Ouchie, oh, that oh my hurts. God. That was his worst that round hurts. of the day. Ow. That's All right, uh, you're 0-1, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, I like your ambition. I like that you oh, weren't yeah. afraid to attack the slate, regardless mm. of how crappy it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, I was, I was talking to someone this weekend. Um, they're sounding alarms based on the fact that you just lost that bet. The um, sky looks horrendous behind you. It's quite the, I know, I know. You can hear it in my voice that the, uh, the air quality has been affecting my ability to speak. But here I am outside. Oh. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, anyways, I was talking to someone oh. this weekend. 
uh, one of my friend, one of my friend's dads, and we were I was telling him about the bet show, and he was like, "Oh, like, do do people care that you just like consistently lose them money?" And I was like, "Oh, no, 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 we consistently win them money." And he was like, "No way!" And I showed him our record. He was like, "That's incredible!" Like, do you actually take all the picks you give out? And I was like, "Yes, I never give out a pick and don't take it. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't give something out that I wouldn't take." And that's that leads me to today. I'm not taking mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. This is this is a survive in advance slate. Good God. Major um, stay away vibes. I will. Yeah. I mean, they're sounding the alarms all over Denver. This is a, <laughs> no this is a survive in advance day. No, um, so you, you just make sure that you end today with the same amount of money in your account that you started today with. And there's only one way to do it. It's by not betting. So that's what and I'm we, doing. And I'm, and that's what I'm, why I'm telling the people that I'm not giving out picks today. You've honestly won already because of that dollar fifty four from the Colorado popularity. Group, right, so. right. I'm already up. <laughs> that being on, said, go. I would never give a day without giving you guys picks. So Come I got on, creative obviously. today. I have three picks that I am supremely confident in. Now, oh. I learned my lesson last year. There's no such thing as a lock when it comes to props. Um, yeah. w- why? Because there's no guarantee that these guys are going to play in all the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that always makes it tough. I'll touch wood. And that leads me to my big three, which I, like I said, am supremely confident. I think all these numbers are too low. And by the way, when we gave out props last year, um, the the one that hit the safest was Jerry Judy receiving yards. Uh, Uh I think he was set at 750. He ended up with 850. So I'm going back to the Jerry Judy. Well, I think he's the best receiver on the Broncos. I think he's wide receiver one. Um, He's healthy. Uh, Cortland Sutton still working his way back, although he's getting close to, but I think Jerry Judy, regardless of who the quarterback is, is going to be the favorite target of the, of the quarterbacks this year. And there's two that I'm really the most confident in here, but I'll start with the one I'm least confident in. It's Jerry Judy over four and a half receiving TDs. Um, if you were going to only choose two out of the three, I would leave this one off, but I still feel really good about it. Um, I think that they failed to use him in the red zone last year the way they should. When I watch them in training camp, Jerry Judy slants are happening a lot oh. deep in the red zone. Mm, um, and I assume teams are going to eventually try to take that away, but uh, you can't take away everything with these guys. So uh, I feel confident in this one. It's funny because it has the worst odds of the three, and it's the one I'm least confident in. And so, again, if you want to leave one of these off, that would be the one. The next one, Jerry Judy over 920 and a half receiving yards, minus 115. We, you know, we have to remember that while I'm not exactly uh, supremely confident in the Broncos quarterback play, I expect it to be a little bit better than it was last year when Jeff Driscoll had to play two games, Brett Rippon had to play a game, and Drew Locke was never fully healthy the whole season. So whether it's a healthy Drew Locke or a healthy Teddy Bridgewater, I think they'll be better this year. And again, Jerry Judy went over 850 last season. Uh, I think for him to add 70 yards to his total in his second year, um, basically if he just caught like four of the 10 balls that he dropped last year, he would have hit this 920. So Ryan, an extra game. And uh, that was the last thing I was going to say at the end of all of this is an extra game. You just give him that extra game. He's hitting this most likely, Mm -hmm. especially because he was getting better and better as the season went on. So this one, I feel really good about. I think he is a thousand yard receiver this year. Um, I think if the Broncos quarterback is competent um, rather than just meh, I think mm-hmm. he could easily go over 1,200. Um, 
Chase here in the comments saying Cortland is probably healthy enough to be wide receiver one right out of the gate. It depends on your definition of wide receiver one. Um, because if your de- yeah. definition of wide receiver one is the X receiver, well, then, yes, it will be Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. If your definition of wide receiver one is the guy that the other teams are putting their best cornerback on, then I think it'll be Jerry Judy. Interesting. And, I mean, more relevant to this, if you were to say who leads the team in receptions, not yards per catch, not touchdowns, mm-hmm. not, you know, like third down targets, you would presume it'd be Jerry Judy who's going to be more have more room to operate underneath as teams should be more concerned of Sutton and Patrick outside, assuming the quarterbacks can do enough to to raise that concern in opposing defenses. You know, 113 targets last year. And Ryan, you have touched on something that I had found in another sophomore. And I think we're on to something really good where there's a bit of, um, you know, driving the car out of a brand new car out of the lot. And it uses that it loses that initial sticker value. So we're seeing some of these guys get undervalued because they're coming off rookie seasons where you know the hype maybe was excessive and remember what kind of rookie seasons and circumstances they were under and now another game's added and we're not projecting enough for that plus we're not projecting enough for just an increase in production so i might be attacking uh kind of second year players across the board so um yeah let me just hit this last one here. Uh, and Austin says if JJ's getting the best corner on him, I'm taking the Sutton props. The problem is that no, I, I actually only believe there's one corner in the NFL that can cover Jerry Judy, and it's Jalen Ramsey. I, I'll take his matchup over anyone else. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyways, let me get the last one here. This is the one I'm most confident in um, on the big three, and that's Jerry Judy over 65 and a half receptions. Last year, I believe he was set at 55. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what he landed on. Um, something right around there. 52. Okay, so he fell just short last year with 113 targets, Dre. It's um, crazy. That is an anomaly. Mm-hmm. And you can point the finger at him for the drops. You can point the finger at Drew for inaccuracy. Both are valid. Mm-hmm. I am very confident in saying those whoever the quarterback is and Jerry Judy will have a lot more chemistry this year, having a full off season to work together. Um, and I don't think we're going to see that type of discrepancy. I think you're going to see a similar amount of targets. In fact, I think the target number even goes up. And I think the amount of those targets that are converting goes up heavily. I would take this Dre. Well, I, I, I don't know. I think he actually gets near a hundred catches. Uh, yeah, you'd even being conservative, you would have to let, you know, right around 79 and a half, I think would be a pretty fair number. And I get what Austin's saying. Um, but you know, over a 17 game NFL season, um, football just doesn't work like that for starters. Ramsey's a great example of that's the one guy who can lock him down. Well, that's the reason you're not having teams play straight up man-to-man on the outside against three wide formations against all these teams who have a, you know, are just loaded like the Broncos with top 50 picks at wide receiver. And I would, I would for Broncos fans take this back to, you know, 
I'm always dealing with Broncos fans super frustrated and messaging me during chief games about how can they leave Travis Kelsey so open. That's by design. The Broncos can it's live a pick your poison. It's a pick your poison. They can live with a six yard gain over the middle. They can't with a Tyreek Hill or a McCole Hardman bomb every other drive. Yeah, and exactly. That's how teams are going to defend the Broncos. They're trying to avoid that bomb to Cortland Sutton on the outside. Yep. They'll gift you that slant or, you know, inside uh, route to, to Judy over the middle. And that's how we're going to rack it up. And he already, again, like so, the, the, court, the quarterbacks you mentioned alone say it all. Yep. I, I love that you brought that up because that's what I was going to say. It's not going to be um, man coverage on Judy with the one and man coverage on Sutton with right. the two. Right. It's, if I were approaching the Broncos, I would put my best man corner on Judy um, and, and just say like, hey, like you just said, keep everything in front of you. And I would put my number two on, on Sutton's side with safety help over the top. Yeah, and you know, the, the beauty is with the depth of personnel the Broncos have and the versatility of guys like Judy, you can shift Judy um, inside, have him more, you know, out of the slot from here. Now and then, if they are kind of trailing you with the best corner, you can go off balance, maybe flex Noah Fant out one side, have a little trips with Patrick Sutton, Judy to the other. You've got options. So um, Austin asks, is there a prop out there for Judy and Sutton, both over a 1,000 yards? Would you take that? There isn't, and no, I wouldn't. Um, yeah. It's not that I'm not confident in Cortland Sutton. I think he's a great player. I just think there's only so many balls to go around in this offense where – I generally believe they want to run the ball like that. They want that to be their identity. I don't think it's actually going to work out that way. Um, mm -hmm. But if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback, I'd say, yeah, I'll take both of them over 1,100, maybe mm -hmm. even 1,200 yards. Sure. Um, but I, I don't know about the quarterback play being able to get two 1,000 yard receivers, no. though. I believe the Broncos did do it one year with Trevor Simeon um, and Emmanuel and DT. I think that might have happened. Which goes to speak of the lack of depth um, to that receiving core <laughs> and how good those guys were. Sutton's number set at nine nine fifty and a half. Um, you know, but to answer that question, I'd go back to what you said to open the show: is that you know futures can be hard because there are there are so many different factors that need to hit over a seventeen game season. So doubling up on now needing two futures to hit, I just think is too yeah. asking too so, much, especially from this passing off. Just to quickly go through these, um, because I unfortunately don't like any of them, but I'll just tell you, they've got the Broncos team specials at DraftKings Sportsbook. They've got Cortland Sutton over 1,050 yards and Jerry Judy over 65 receptions at plus 600. I don't like it. They've got Broncos to be the number one seed in the AFC at plus 2,000. I obviously don't like that. Broncos to make the playoffs, Cortland Sutton over seven and a half receiving TDs, and Justin Simmons to have four or more interceptions. At plus 800, I don't like it. Broncos to reach the AFC Championship game at plus 1,000, I don't like it. Denver Broncos to win first five games at plus 1,800, I don't like it. Noah Fant over 690 and a half receiving yards, and Javante Williams over 800 and a half rushing yards. Come on. This is my What's favorite the of them at plus 250. Ah. Um, that's my favorite of them. I still probably wouldn't take it. And then finally, uh, this one. This one should hit. So I guess I don't hate all of them. I actually didn't make it to this one in my prep. Um, this one should hit, and it's actually disappointing that the number is this low. Um, 
Von Miller and Bradley Chubb combined 19 and a half sacks in the regular season. They better clear that. They better clear that. That's Um, the juice. But both guys have health issues. It's plus 160. That's the only thing that scares me off. But if I was going to take one, this is the one. Um, Those are two top five picks. You expect them to each have double-digit sacks every season. What section of the app is this in? NFL, NFL Team Specials, Denver Broncos. Team Specials. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so I do like the Javante um, and Noah Fant because it goes back to what you were saying with the combined 1,000-yard receivers and how that doesn't really like fit the identity of what the Broncos are trying to be. This one does. Like in an ideal world, your rookie back who's explosive kind of takes off and is kind of your bell cow as the season progresses. And your tight end can be kind of that go-to mismatch who has enough, again, in a 17-game season, enough big games to hit, you know, over 650. I just don't trust 800 rushing yards from a rookie who technically is probably going to start the season as RB2. That's true. So I, I have a hard time. All right. Let's move on from that and go to our player totals. Um, are there any that you love that you want to start at? Yes. Do you want to give a shout out to DraftKings before that? Or Yeah, let's I give a shout out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, what's the deal this week, Dre? Do you know? I don't know. No. No. What See, could yeah, it I've got it here. They're going to have to be real creative this week. Jeez. Oh. Okay, new customers can bet $1 on anything and get $200 in free bets. Uh, Oh, sorry. Okay, let me get it right here. Let me just uh, scroll through this. So, you can bet $1 on any football game, college or pro, um, from 9-4 to 9-13. So, I guess that's mostly just college. And you'll get $200 dollars in free bets instantly um which is pretty sweet two hundred dollars in in uh free bets instantly and it's actually you don't a lot of people hate when you have to put this all on one thing Mm -hmm. you actually are going to get eight twenty five dollar free bets which is pretty cool oh man i'd make a killing oh yeah i won a grand on one of those one time good times (laughs) All right, uh, so check them out, DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on that $1 to get $200 in free bets. Yes. Really great deal. Also, you're not going to want to miss out on the same game parlays that are now available at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially when when, uh, football season starts. You can also get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when you use the code DNVR. Of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus crowds are 25x playthrough and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Trey. All right. Well, the the it's so interesting that you found Judy and the player totals that just like jump out at me so much, dare I say it, it's slapping me in the face is uh Justin Herbert 28 and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um I have been like quietly in my head thinking that Justin Herbert might have a sophomore slump, but these numbers are really intriguing. 
31 a year ago. Yeah. Um, and that's that was 15 games. Because remember, Tyrod didn't Tyrod play a game uh, before like his own doctor stabbed him or something? Yeah, um, yeah I want to say it was even more than one game. So I, I've got him down for just 15 games. I'm not even sure that's 15 starts, and he still had 31. Um, yeah, we're it's kind of like a what are we miss? What are we missing? Type of right. problem. Like they had the worst left tackle in football. They at least drafted uh, Slater this year, though I think Slater's better as a guard, but he's going to be better than Sand Heavy. They're not losing anyone. Um, so yeah, and I'm sh- like, yeah, I would probably say maybe a sophomore slump, but not to this extent. It's like even if he does have a sophomore slump, he could still hit that number. He could have the the Jameis like thirty thirty season, and he's still clear this. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, and I, I don't see the regression coming in like passing touchdowns for guys who's like gonna have to carry that offense. The other one that um, is intriguing to me is right below that. It's Kyler Murray at twenty five and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, he came out really hot last year. And then tapered off. Um, I think that, yeah, I think that there is value in him getting closer to 30 this year. It'll be interesting what Kingsbury does with that offensive game. They just seem so conservative, especially in the red zone. Yeah. They're just like running eye formation with Kenyon Drake, who's more of a speed back anyway. So if they can fix that, he should easily fix he should easily clear that in a again 17 game season. Um Sam Darnold in a Matt Rule offense. Uh 23 yeah. and a half. He does intrigue me. I'm intrigued by Burrow as well at 26 and a half. Um this is a know. classic like fantasy football thing to do, but I read one report about how ugly things are looking at Bengals practices. And that's like scared me off of all things, Joe Burrow. Um, There was like this report that was like things that were really easy and looking so simple during last year's uh, training camp for Joe Burrow suddenly look extremely difficult. Passes are late passes are behind receivers. This wasn't happening at all last year. And I'm like, Oh God, now he might go out and throw 50 touchdowns and, you know, no, I mean, I'm with you 100%. He got injured in the 10th start yesterday, and he had 13. So you're you're having to assume some improvement. And to me, he had some bonkers games last year, but you're right. I mean, the reports out of Bengals camp are pretty terrifying. And the fact is, it's all coming down to how crappy the O-line is, and I don't trust a guy like Zach Taylor to figure out how to scheme you know, better protection. Um, in lieu of that, then Trevor Lawrence over 25 and a half thrown touchdowns. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from rookies here. Um, I just don't, I don't trust it. I'm with you, but I think between him being as good as he is, some of the offensive playmakers, you know, that top five running back a year ago, and they added another one, Visco, obviously DJ Chark. And then you add the fact that offenses will have to adapt to urban in the most urban Myers offense in the most like wide open division, probably in the entire NFL. I think Trevor's just like going to have enough big games to hit that. Okay. Um, any, I mean, I think a lot of our take, a lot of our takes would be um, 
similar for the passing yards type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to um, receivers, unless there's anything else you wanted to touch on. No, I'm more like award heavy and some of these um, QB competition props. Uh, the one quarterback one I did have remaining was uh, Daniel Jones under 24 passing touchdowns. I've been a Daniel Jones hater for a long time. He's proved me right every time. He had 11 touchdowns last year. I don't, frankly, I don't think he keeps the start. So um, this, to me, this is like a big market uh, overrated line. And so, yeah. like, congrats on the free like five touchdowns on this line. Take it and ask questions later. Yeah, um, I really like C.D. Lamb markets. Um, he was awesome last season, and he was doing it with guys like Gucci Danucci and right. oh my god, uh, other scrubs. And god, who else was their quarterback last year? Oh, Andy Dalton. Dalton um, yeah. And he still covered my um, season receptions and yards totals for him last year. So they've moved it up a little bit. Um, they've got his touchdowns set at six and a half. Um, mm. I like the over on that. Um, they've got his yards a little bit higher. They've got his yards up at a thousand and fifty. Um, yep, saw that. If like Dak it. is the quarterback and he starts, yeah. I still like that. Um, and then let's see if they have player receptions. They've got his receptions at eighty and a half. Now that one I'm not as confident in as like the one as I am with uh, Judy all the way down at 65 and a half, which is just crazy that they've got a 15 catch difference between those guys. Yeah. Um, and and the reason is just because they have solid weapons there in Dallas. So yeah, I like the yards, I like the touchdowns, I like the receptions, just not as much. Love it. I I like Devontae Adams most receiving yards at plus 900. Again, like that's been the story for two off seasons. They haven't added any firepower, but I think those two guys will be ultra motivated, Rogers and Adams. So what was that the feels, what was the plus 900. plus 900 to lead the league in receiving yards? Who's behind him? Um Oh, sorry. Here we go. One sec. Player receptions. Oh shit, I lost it. Here we go. Player futures. Yes. Most receiving yards. Ridley, Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, and Tyreek Hill are all ahead of him. Actually, Tyreek Hill, same odds. Who won in and uh Adams won this last year? Or was um, it Justin Jefferson? It was Stefan Diggs. Oh, okay, okay. It was Diggs, Kelsey, Hopkins, Jefferson, Adams. All within like less than 200 yards of each other. Jefferson and Adams sounding like presidents out here. Um, Okay, yeah, I like that one. You know, especially thinking about um, those two, it kind of feels like it's them against the world or that's how they feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's definitely something worth trying to capitalize on. Um, as for rushing yards, I don't have anything I feel really confident in, to be honest. That's the thing. Running backs are so volatile. I just would warn against that. Um, I'd honestly other... be willing to go heavy on unders in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would venture to say if you just like blanket 
and did it maybe with a little criteria that, yeah, the under would be the more profitable side. Certain things like, like I like Antonio Gibson. He's in, he's in my dynasty fantasy league, but like sure. over a thousand yards. I know maybe. it's very ambitious. It's very um, ambitious. The one that really blew my mind was Dalvin cook over 1375. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's tied with a, uh, tied with Derrick Henry and a lot of the um, rushing yard, uh, rushing touchdown. But what NFL do we know is Martin. the difference between Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook? I mean, it's durability by a yes. mile. Yes, yes. By a mile. And uh, I will say I'm hot on all the sophomore props. I'm going with the under rushing yards for Jonathan Taylor. Um, he didn't show enough last year, but he still got the carries. This year, I think that leash is going to be shorter um and if if he performs the same way he did a year ago he's gonna he's gonna get benched a lot sooner and they have some massive injuries on the offensive line and a quarterback which is going to force defenses to just focus in on the run more um 1175 and a half is way too ambitious for jonathan taylor take the under though yeah yeah i completely agree well i mean i i i agree with your thinking on it Right, right. Yeah, and then, you know, 17-game season, you, you never know. He gets a little rhythm. This could be over, like, by, by week 12. Um, Let's see what else I had here, Ryan. Well, this is one you – I know you like betting on this week to week. Do you like betting on it as a season total? Quarterback interceptions. Mm, always fun. Always fun. Um, Daniel Jones over under 12 and a half. Ooh. But you think he might lose his job. Who's the backup? Yeah, I think he might lose his job. He only had 10 a year ago. That's a great question. I don't like it's like Colt McCoy or something. I don't think they're going to turn away from him. I know, but they do have Joe Judge who's got that, um, you know, like Patriot way who might actually like love his backup quarterback. It's Glennon. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So how about this? Justin Herbert over under 11 and a half. Mm. Yeah, these are, I mean, these are really well set. Both him and DJ had a 10 last year. Okay. Daniel Jones, that is. But again, another game, a little regression. That's where you could see it. The weird thing is like, for Herbert. Right. If you're taking the under on these guys for passing yards or passing touchdowns, then in that case, an injury helps you. Whereas in this case, it hurts you. Now, you don't want the injuries to happen no matter what, but you'd be kind of fading yourself in that if you wanted to take the uh, the under on something else. In a sense, it's almost like a hedge if I were to take over touchdowns and over INTs on Herbert. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like it, it does kind of protect you a little bit from injury stuff like that. Um Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. 13 and a half. Will you look up something really quickly for me and see yeah. what Andrew Luck threw in his rookie season? Sure. Um the league leader last year was Carson Wentz with 15. Wow, that's low. 
Yeah, and Drew Locke, Drew Locke was tied with that. Cousins, Russell Wilson, and Jared Goff all tied in second place at 13. So, you know, again, it's it's an added game, but these seem a little high. So in 2012, his rookie season, Luck threw for 23 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. Okay, so that's actually um, what, what I was really interested he in. He threw a lot of picks. He threw a ton of picks. Uh, and you know who else threw a ton of picks their rookie season? Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. So what do those three guys have in common? Generational type prospects who everyone knew was starting from day one, yep. came in, never had to earn really anything, and were just good. told, go out there and be you. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's I good. think that you're going to see a lot of interceptions from Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And it's not because I don't think he's really good. It's because I think they're just going to tell him to let it fly yeah. yourself. Go, just go play. And he's not going to have really anything to worry about. He's going to play really freely. He's going to throw a bunch of touchdowns. He's going to throw a bunch of interceptions. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's the best play for these player totals is to double up on like Herbert and Lawrence. Touchdowns, INTs pretty interesting yeah that actually that's a really good strategy mm, 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 mm. at worst do you feel like you're hedging you're saying over on touchdowns and over on interceptions yeah uh, that's not really a hedge really you if you were wanted to go under on someone's touchdowns and over on their interceptions then there's a little bit of a hedge there yeah yeah that's true interesting well very interesting this was like um, half of our programming last year around this time was just coming up with these total shows. I like that we don't have to do that anymore, but this was fun. Um, it was, but I'm not letting you leave until yep, you tell yep, me yep. who will take Denver Broncos first snap at quarterback. That's what I wanted to finish with. Okay. Um, Keith here, I, I don't know where he's getting this. RK pretty confident in Drew Locke over Bridgewater. That's <laughs> what I want to happen. I'm not <laughs> confident in it at all. Um I'm not confident in anything that involves Broncos quarterbacks. Um, with that being said, I think I like the value. Um, now, what is Teddy at? Plus 120. Lock plus 100, plus 120 for Teddy. And um, I think any other set at plus 250. Well, you know what we have there, Dre? Plus 350, actually. Who do we have there? Hinton? What we have is a really easy hedge. Is it? I mean, you put money on both and you're guaranteed profit. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> that's true. Assuming there's no trade. Honestly, yeah, if they trade right, for... There's no limit here. So right, that is kind of nice. I mean, if you jump in today. Keep talking. Keep talking. I, 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 there's a little bit of risk involved. The risk would be like somehow they pull off a trade for Aaron Rodgers or some bizarro world where they traded for De Deshaun Watson, which I really don't see happening. But by week one, by week one, it doesn't seem likely, and it just feels like why wouldn't you put? Um, I mean, I guess you to really for it to be worthwhile, you'd have to put a significant amount on it. But 
Yeah, if you put a thousand dollars on it, you'd hedge profit forty-five, forty-five. No, if you just put a thousand dollars on both, you'd come away with two hundred dollars. Yeah, a thousand on both. Um, I mean, the hedge would still just be ninety dollars. No, because you'd <laughs> bet a thousand, lose a thousand, then you'd bet another thousand and come away with twenty-two hundred. You end up your account ends up. $200 higher. Um, Anyways, yeah, <laughs> you, you'd have to be aggressive on it, which would expose you heavily if something crazy did happen or knock yeah. on wood, touch wood, someone got, or both of them got hurt. But um, it's just something interesting. I would take Drew. I'm not confident in it. Um, I think it's interesting that he's listed as the favorite there. Um, yeah. Teddy is currently winning our quarterback scoreboard um, by a few yeah. points, so we have him as the leader right now. Um, but the tiebreaker should be youth, I think, um, if it ends up coming really all the way down to it. So I guess we'll see what happens. Jameis Winston, yes, to take the first snap for the Saints, minus 150. I like that. Um, Prescott to win comeback player of the year, plus 210. I like that. Wide open defensive rookie of the year. Maybe uh, Sertan worth a sprinkle at plus 1,400. Though Jamin Davis plus 750 would be my favorite. Though he's not the betting favorite. Sertan is going to be really interesting because he's going to have um, not the toughest mm -hmm. matchups in the world. Being essentially the fourth corner for the Broncos, who's going to mix in everywhere. Um and he's going to be on the field a lot. I could see him being in situations where quarterbacks want to go after him because he's the rookie, which gives him an opportunity to make a lot of plays. Yeah, and if he has some flash, you know, flash and production could go a long way. You know, some couple sacks, some stuff that gets you on sports, sports center, some pick sixes, you know, some big hits. I don't know, stuff like that. Cool. All right, Dre, uh, I think that's all we have today. Long you one. know what? Yep. All right, we'll catch you guys later.